Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast and welcome to my apartment. I am finally moved into a stable place of living and I have signed a year long lease and I'm so excited to be in one place finally to be able to record the podcast, not from weird hostel um, like bedrooms. So that's always a plus. I'm just happy to be back and, and somewhere stable. And I think this is a really exciting new chapter. So welcome. If you haven't been here before, my name is Sophia. I am your host and welcome to the Well and Worthy podcast. We talk about so much on this podcast from self-love and empowerment of women all the way to weird little holistic health tips and spiritual things, as well as just growing and improvement and things that make us feel good and things that make us feel like our best and highest selves. So I'm so happy to have you here, especially for today's episode. Today's episode is going to be structured with a little bit of a story time at first um, because it was requested by someone and of course all the fun advice and everything that we love to do when we like break down things on this podcast. And today I've specifically been wanting to talk about the journey that I've had with my body hair and all of its connections with past insecurities, with fighting for confidence, and this applies in the world of finding confidence in ourselves and just like getting over the insecurities that might linger in our lives and my identity overall, like as a person, because I feel like we all go through like a journey of finding confidence within our bodies, within our own skin, especially because women in society are scrutinized and our physical existence is literally nitpicked and told that has to be changed or manicured in some way, shape or form to be praised all the time and to give us a sense of value or a sense of worth. I know, honestly, that this journey is, I know it's like a little bit of a heavy thing to talk about the past or past insecurities, but it's a very real thing that needs to be discussed, to be learned from, and to be like moved forward with. Um, This journey is not something that just I go through, like obviously, because I've seen the giant shift that society has taken that, you know, that us as Gen Z, as a generation are creating in terms of body positivity and in terms of that becoming much more mainstream, which is weird to say, but just like how loving yourself and actually being comfortable in your skin has become like a movement, something that is popular uh, in general society. And I love that so much. Like I love our generation for that reason. It makes me so happy that there's a space online to talk about this kind of thing. But despite all of this, I know that we're still constantly faced with comparison and expectations placed on us by society that they stem from so many different factors. And like, I'm a sociology student. It's one of the things that I study at university. And we study kind of like what makes the world tick, all of the sociological factors, the general stuff that governs the things that we do all of the time that we don't even think about and the impacts that it has on people all around us. And you don't feel comparison eating you up because you're doing something wrong or because there's a way that you should be doing like something instead or a way you should look instead. You feel comparison because of the standards that have been set by so many factors in society that are outside of your control. And today's episode on body hair is not something that is unique to just me and is really not something that is unique to just body hair. It's everything that we struggle with in terms of confidence in our bodies. Um, But I really think this is a big one. And I didn't understand the concept, this concept that these factors of society are outside of my control at all, especially when I was first dealing with insecurity regarding this. 
Instead, I saw, you know, the idea that society was shoving in my face of what a woman should be and what a woman should look like. And I thought that I was doing something wrong and that it was constantly something that had to be changed or fixed in order to adhere to, you know, quote unquote, what should be beautiful. And the story time with me and my body hair, from what I concretely remember, started literally in the first grade because I had never contemplated it before first grade. I was seven years old and I basically, okay, it's kind of an embarrassing like story in the sense, not even just embarrassing, but also kind of sad. Like I was a seven year old little girl and we were waiting in line, you know how they do like line leader in first grade and the, the boy I had a crush on was standing in front of me and I was so nervous. I was talking to him and this other little boy who was super mean came up and goes, Sophia has a mustache and the little boy who I had a crush on was like, oh my God, she does. And they started looking at it and like pointing at it. And I was like, I don't have a mustache. Like what, what are they talking about? Like I had no idea. So I ran to the bathroom to check and I noticed the hair on my upper lip for the first time in my life and like started crying. I was like, they, they were making fun of me. I felt so insecure and belittled. And I went home and started having my mom wax my upper lip like every single week. I was literally, literally only seven years old. And I remember, you know, how she used to tell me like one, two, three, blow when the pain would hit from the waxing and we would always joke that like beauty is pain for women and it was a constant part of the routine where I kind of just like learned to deal with it learned to deal with not just the pain of (laughs) inflicting that like you know waxing on yourself at age seven um but I just got used to doing that so that I could feel what I thought was confidence when I was seven so I could feel less insecure And it's not because it isn't normal for Hispanic little girls to have hair on their upper lip. It's also not because it's not normal for another little seven-year-old to notice. It was because, you know, the parents and the society and the stigma that surrounded that other little seven-year-old and that surrounded me, whether we realized it or not, you know, everything that we were exposed to as kids, everything that our parents were exposed to taught our parents and therefore taught us what a woman should or should not look like like from as early as the age of seven women are told what we should and should not look like and I feel like for me that was the moment of kind of that bubble that bursts for all girls that I don't think men necessarily deal with in the same way that feeling of always being looked at of always being observed for your prettiness or quote-unquote you know lack thereof and that was the moment of the bubble bursting for me like a becoming aware kind of like in the bible when they say that eve eats the apple and they become aware of the fact that they're naked like that's how i felt like i became aware of how i looked and that something suddenly was wrong with the way i looked or so i thought and honestly i just kept waxing and my next concrete memory didn't come till like the fifth grade i was at a volleyball practice and like another little girl on my team was whispering about me next to me that my legs looked like a gorilla and I came home crying to my mom you know and what else could she do but support me you know you tell a little girl anything to make her feel better and it's hard to stand up in a world all by yourself when you're only 10 and tell people that your body hair is okay and that you're allowed to be you because you're 10 you're just absorbing the world around you and you're absorbing what people are telling you is right and what's wrong and so instead you feel like you should be something else and you immediately by razor and for me i got grounded because i took like a 45 minute shower um and i got grounded for using so much water but i took such a long shower because i was trying to figure out how to get the clumps of hair out of the razor 
because there was so much hair I didn't understand how it was supposed to work and my mom though side note she was so cute she literally like put on that song mean by Taylor Swift like why you gotta be so mean and we like danced in the kitchen and that was that always made me feel better so I just like love mothers and how hard they work and women's like trying to support and uplift their daughters and other women in a world that's honestly really cruel sometimes and the first well the first two parts of my body were you know done being dissected for the hair that naturally grew on them the next phase was the arms and i got rid of the hair on my legs and on my lip and on my face i even started getting like laser hair therapy as a christmas present from my dad because I think my family had deemed that, like, it would be a nice thing to do for me to make me feel more confident, like, to buy me laser hair removal. And at the time, I really was grateful, like, but it does make me question now, like, looking back, just seeing how much that idea of confidence is portrayed in relation to hairlessness and how deeply ingrained that was, even in my own, like, parents, even in me and in my own parents, like, that far down that they associate confidence with that hairlessness. And, like, little things that my dad says still to this day, like, oh, I didn't shave my legs. Oh, how does your boyfriend feel about that? You know, like, that is ingrained and perpetuated by little tiny commentary that shapes the rest of our lives and the way that we have to look at this and undo all of these beliefs. For me, when, like, middle school came around, I met some of the meanest girls I've ever met, as one does in middle school, (laughs) because that's literally hell for Mean Girl City um the the mean girl that used to like kind of bully me told me that it looked like a ferret had nested on my arms because of how much hair grew there and because of how dark it was and like my whole life I've had a lot more body hair than the other girls around me and I'm not exaggerating that you guys like it was a lot more hair because I'm Hispanic and I have native heritage and just naturally have really thick dark hair like as a woman of color does but this time when she made the comment about you know looking like a ferret had nested there I was starting to get used to the commentary you know it didn't make me feel any less insecure I was constantly trying to hide my arms in middle school I remember trying to hide it with long sleeves or cover it in pictures but I wasn't surprised by the comments as much as I had been I guess a few of my friends just would be like shave your arms like just shave them whatever like it'll make it go away the same that I'd done with my upper lips and my legs and so I tried a couple times and it literally took forever you guys like I would be taking hour-long showers and getting in trouble and getting asked, like, why are you taking such long showers? And I started noticing, like, just how long (laughs) it was taking to shave, you know, my legs, my back, my stomach, all of it, my face, my arms. But genuinely, like, it would grow back so fast anyway that shaving it felt kind of pointless. Like, I was feeling I couldn't get rid of it and, like, it made me look, like, so ugly and it just kept coming back over and over again. And by the time I went to high school... Um, a boy who asked me to homecoming I told him no because I didn't like him I did it really nicely okay I was like that's so sweet of you but no thank you (laughs) and when I told him no he got super mad and told me that I needed to shave my arms like really loud in front of the whole hallway of my grade this was like freshman year of high school and later on when I told my best friend about it she got so mad at that guy and she was like he should shave his you know what and we laughed so hard I remember laughing for like five minutes of that comment and in that moment I remember thinking how little it mattered what anybody else had to say about my body hair if the people I loved so much didn't give a crap I was like she doesn't give a crap like and this is the person I genuinely love and genuinely care about and she doesn't care she's just here defending me 
and I wondered what would happen if I fully committed to just not shaving my arms, even in tank tops, if I stopped that process that wasn't even really working anyway. And like at the end of the day too, the thing that made me decide that was it was just so much work and so much money and time and it felt pointless. And that's honestly what really did it for me. But I stopped shaving my arms around that year in high school. And anytime I would feel an impulsive thought, try to tell me that I looked weird when I looked in the mirror, because that would happen all the time. Like it wasn't just like, oh, okay, well, I'm not doing it anymore. Love that for me moving on, like instant confidence. Like, no, it was tons of insecurity for a really long time. And I would have to look in the mirror, think, oh, I look weird. And I would do this thing where I would use this bigger voice in my head and tell the little voice that was being like, you look weird. I'd be like, no, no. The people who really matter in your life do not care. That's all I would say. The people who really matter in your life do not care. And the more people that come, the better people that come, they won't care either. Anyone who is worth caring about will not care about your arm hair. And that really helped me. So for years of telling myself this, it eventually turned into genuinely nobody cares, not even just like the people you love, but nobody cares because nobody does. Like, have you ever deeply cared about a stranger's body hair like deeply like it's entered your mind for more than two seconds you know have you ever seen their arm hair and been like wow it's taking up so much of my mental space because like if you have we wouldn't be friends anyway you know what I mean so that mentality really really helped me and the same went with dating you know when I finally kind of went over that because that guy who had like told me like shave your arms I was like you know what if if they don't like my arms like they're not going to like me anyway. And I wouldn't like them because I'd be douchey of them. And when I started dating my high school boyfriend, he really helped me grow my confidence in that way as well. Like he'd always be like, oh, it's so beautiful and soft. And like, we'd make jokes about it. And I realized that the right people genuinely do not care in romance and friendships in the world. Those, what is the quote that I used to love? It's like, be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter won't mind. And that is so true. And it was too exhausting to try to fight for what was naturally growing on my body. As I've gotten older and gone to college and everything, I genuinely, like genuinely, genuinely have grown into myself and become super comfortable in my skin that I was born in. And some of this came with that exposure therapy, you know, just doing it, letting myself have those insecure thoughts and talking it down um, and letting myself just exist and repeating over and over again, like nobody cares. It's okay. You look beautiful no matter what as well as from the studies I've done, actually. That has helped me a lot. Like I mentioned the sociology. I've also done women and gender studies. And I learned like a lot about sexism and racism and, you know, these notions of what we should look like being rooted in these concepts of sexism and racism at the end of the day. And female shaving, did you guys know? Because I didn't even know this, okay? I learned this in women and gender studies. <clears throat> Blew my mind. It didn't even exist. Female shaving didn't even exist until the 1900s when a razor blade com campaign, like a company for men, was trying to make more sales and they like started their marketing campaign and targeting women because before that, like ancient Egyptians, queens, literally Cleopatra, like royalty in the Stone Age and everything too, all of these women naturally wore their body hair in the same way that men do today. But of course, you know, you can make so much more money when women feel insecure. And this is something that we see in lingerie brands, in clothing brands, in makeup brands, and especially in shaving brands. Also, for me, was the concept that, like, I thought about it and I was like, wait, 
women of color just naturally have darker and more prominent body hair. It's just a fact of nature. And trying to rid myself of that fact is trying to turn me into a race that I am, I'm not, you know, and also into an age that I'm not. I'm not a prepubescent white girl. Like, I'm just not. And I'm not going to force myself um, to try to be that over and over again because that's honestly exhausting in so many ways. It's expensive. It takes joy and joyful time out of my day, things that I could be, you know, time that I could be doing something else, time that I could literally be baking cookies or freaking, I don't know, shopping at Trader Joe's for flowers. Like, instead, I was shaving my arms. And to me, it also kind of stripped a part of my identity, like, when I really thought about it. Like, it's trying to strip away this part of my identity, this beautiful part of me that was handed down to me by my ancestors, no matter what that ancestry looks like. By the women of my past, if you are a woman and you have hair on your body, which, um, spoiler alert, we all do. We all have it. (laughs) It's handed down to you from the beautiful women of your past. And that, to me, is not something we should just strip away and be like, please make it go away. You know, like those women did it and they lived in beauty and in royalty in the way that they were created. And I'm also not trying to strip for modern day colonialism or for large corporations in America. And kind of all of those factors have contributed to my decision to not ever shave my arms. Occasionally, um, like I shave my armpits, but as well as my legs, you know, but I kind of did that just like the hygiene element of underarms. Hygiene's a lot better in South Texas when I shave my armpits. Okay. (laughs) It gets hot. It was like 102 last week. Um, but not because I think it makes me any less feminine or any less beautiful. I have learned to embrace it in spite of all of the silly little programming that they've given us because I want to spit in the face of all the people telling me what I can and cannot be. And I think that applies to all women in every single element of body confidence and confidence in general. If it was not supposed to be there, it would not grow there. And that is just so true. Like, you know, looking a certain way might make you feel like you're the only one who's growing body hair or you're the only one who has these so-called imperfections but all women do they're just shaving it or hiding it or feeling insecure or pressuring themselves because we've been told to and i'm trying to be part of a new movement of women because it is 2023 we literally have artificial intelligence there is no reason no reason at all we should be pressuring ourselves to change the way our bodies are incredible units, these beautiful units that literally mimic nature. There is no reason to change how they grow. We do not ask nature to shrink or soften or be quiet. And I don't think we should be doing that to ourselves either. And moral of the story here is you are not alone in this insecurity. That's why I share this story. I want you to understand that we all go through this. We all go through insecurity and not feeling comfortable with ourselves. You're not alone in it at all. But you are also supported in doing what makes you feel happy and what brings you joy in your presentation of your body. If that's shaving, that is totally fine. As long as you identify with what you're doing and you're not ever, you know, allowing yourself to operate off of shame because that is not fair to you. You are a woman and we are such beautiful, powerful, naturally, naturally incredible beings when you think about it. And I believe we all deserve to live in pride and joy And I wanted to finish out this podcast episode with a uh, little poem that I wrote. It's a little poem that I put on TikTok a while back, and it's actually what inspired this podcast episode 
because it inspired uh, one of my lovely listeners, shout out to you, Sarah, um, basically to ask about sharing this story and creating an episode about this story. So I wanted to read it to you all. As always, you can check out my TikTok for poetry stuff. It's always linked in the podcast, but I figured that I would share it because it's a great way to end. And I feel like it makes a lot more sense with my story as a background. It's called Shower Time. Showers have never been an easy feat. Being bothered by my mother, my ex-boyfriend, my roommate, why are you taking so long? You see, as a woman, you are, you must be naked. Not naked unclothed, but naked, so naked, stripped, scrubbed, and shaven, your skin is not enough. It first must be polished, then shined. The blade, the tweezer, the tint. Remove every hair. What hair? I swear it was never there. Please believe me. And for women, if not naked and completely shiny, I'm told I'm monkey, gorilla, unladylike, gross, repulsive. My white girlfriends know this. They're sure to shave their arms each day with care. Easy, too, when they have such light and little hair. Mine grows deep and dark, like vines, and quickly, too. Impossible to erase, to chase away the stubble that comes to me as easily as words to my tongue, as breath to my nose, and still I try at shower time. Razor to legs, arms, feet, stomach, face each day is not enough for them. Why is it coming back? I am supposed to be naked, yet why must I shave? when I have mountains to climb. It seems quite a dull way to spend my time. When there are poems to be written, songs to sing, trees to climb, gifts to bring, right now there are ideas to share, hearts to be stolen, money I don't want to spend on Nair. I no longer wish to make my showers a space for anyone's concept of what should grow on my face. So shave if you must, but I am done trying to fight the grass which clothes my skin like a cloak. If you thought I had shiny seal skin by nature, I confess I was lying. This is me naked for the world I will not strip, not of my color, identity, or gender. So go ahead and kiss the mustache on my upper lip. And that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love each and every one of you and I'm so grateful for your time and hanging out with you. As always, please rate the podcast. Don't forget to share it with someone who you think might love it and reach out to me with ideas, requests. As you've seen today, I literally love talking to y'all about them and doing all of this brainstorming and growth with all of you in this lovely community. You can email me, check me out on TikTok or Instagram. And as always, I will see you next week.